everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Chris Marler. Chris, how you doing, man? What a day. It is, it is, we're, we're not going to get into it in case Rich is listening, so we will talk about it some other time, but it has not been a good day. Uh, Uncle Chris had his identity stolen last week, no, which no, we if you're keeping up with things at home, my identity is not worth that much. Um, so it was a bold move from this, like a dollar menu identity. So I don't know what they were, what they were thinking about, but yeah. So that's been, that's been my week. I got back into that's Facebook. Good. That was cool. And I started my new job. Yeah. So tell the listeners what you're doing. We're obviously going to still do the podcast, but you've taken mm-hmm. on a different role here at Saturday down South. So tell the listeners what you're doing now, if they don't already I'm, know. I'm president. I'm in charge. So, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm basically just going to be in where I was like before I was the engagement editor. I didn't get a cool title. I was kind of pissed about that. Hopefully Duff's listening. I wanted to say like, it didn't have to be like content creator. I want to be like Nighthawk or something cool. You know what I mean? Um, so anyway, I'm going to be in charge of all of our, um, video content and direction from that and growing our YouTube platform. Um, which as you can tell from these books, I got on Amazon today, I already like know everything there is to know about YouTube. So it should be easy. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so I'm doing that and pumping out just a bunch of video content and that's about it. That's great, man. I I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You and I are going to be doing some video content as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be a good time. Now I want to talk a little bit about some oh, stuff God. that's been disturbing me on Twitter and it's not your interactions with Auburn fans. I, yeah, okay, it's actually the videos that have been coming out of uh, of Brian Kelly down in Baton Rouge. He's just male Britney Spears. I uh, I tweeted at our new best friend of the pod, Josh Pape. He's kind of reminding me of a, like the dad of a groom or a, or a bride who's like way yeah. too hammered at the at the reception, and he's just like, just bring me some more Blantons, and he's just like doing these crazy moves where it doesn't really seem like he's all there it seems to be working though kind of in recruiting so we brought an expert an absolute expert on lsu (laughs) it's producer dan producer dan welcome to the show hi everybody how are we and by the way too marler don't feel too bad because game changer coordinator was already stolen by billy napier and the florida gators so i think did he really do that Yeah, they they game changer coordinator is what they have, which I think it's like a nice way of saying special teams analyst. Uh, But uh, (laughs) but they have that now at Florida, so don't feel too bad. I I, I think uh, think Duff was about to have uh, minister of culture. Love that. that. Work, yeah, that could work absolutely. I I I could definitely see that for you. Yeah, I mean, I think if whenever somebody sees me and just this like average to below average beard and always in like an under under armor half zip and a backwards hat. Like they think like that guy's cultured. <laughs> That's that it. guys live in someone's basement. That guy's cultured. Yeah, so. I mean, you just got to have like the suede orange jacket that Matthew <laughs> seems to wear at every single Texas game, unless mm-hmm. like it's like a hundred degrees out, which of course for that game against LSU, he went uh, just straight t-shirt, but normally it's always right. the, jean, the suede jacket and uh, the slick back hair a little bit. That's, that's the Love Matthew it. McConaughey look. So speaking of LSU, you're our LSU oh, guy now, or at least for, for yeah. at least for this show. I hate so, it. So obviously, the most important news of the off season for the Tigers are these damn videos. Oh yeah, <laughs> that are coming it's out. Going on. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me. So all right. So how long have you been an LSU guy? I, I, it, I proclaim you as an LSU guy. How long have you been an LSU? Oh, guy? it's it's been almost my entire life. I would probably say that when it really kicked in to jumpstart 
1997 when oh, my yeah. brother played baseball for Rice. And my dad, in my entire life, had talked about LSU. I had one of those like old analog clock football helmets that uh, had the Roman numerals and the LSU, oh. you know, arched and the tiger right there. And, you know, my entire life, it was, God, LSU sucks at football. Like, why would I be <laughs> they a were awful. LSU? Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah. terrible. And then a guy <clears throat> named Nick Saban got there in 2000 or 1999, right around then. And it, kind of turned around a little bit after uh, he came back and kicked an onside kick against Tommy Tuberville and beat them. And after that, it was kind of a, now you've created a monster. So you know how like everybody shares that meme now of the UCF player standing over Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow, I yeah. would say that the year before when Tommy Tuberville and I think Cole Kubelik, if I'm uh, throwing out names correctly here, was part of that team as well when they were mm-hmm. smoking cigars on the field. Mm-hmm. And after yeah. that, Nick Saban said, I will now become Nick Saban and it's bad yeah. for all of you. And then he went to the Miami Dolphins, and we had less miles. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, 1997 in Omaha, my brother's playing for Rice, and Eddie Furness, Brandon Larson, Mike Kerner, all of those guys on that Skip Bertman baseball team. I was just like, that's fun. Like, I want to be a part of that. Wasn't that the year they beat Bama in the? Didn't Bama and LSU play in the title game and they lost like 24 to six? If you guys ever want to go down the rabbit hole of college Mm -hmm. baseball, we can go down the rabbit hole of college baseball. Jim Wells, the head coach at Alabama, then GW Keller for Alabama. I mean, I'm just throwing out names. Roberto Vaz was hurt for Alabama. So, yeah, we we can go down this road if you guys want. I've never heard of any of the people you've listed, so I don't think we should go down. There you go. See, (laughs) Jim Wales wrote me a Christmas card there, Tyler, when he was recruiting me for a couple months. That's Um, that's it. No, I do want to ask you this, though. You talk about 97 because – so, 97, I like my ears perked up as soon as you said as an LSU fan because as just a a fan of college football – and I always like to remind LSU fans that get a little bit uh, ahead of their skis is before Saban got there, they had eight – losing seasons in the 11 years prior to him. And they had Jerry DiNardo, who was the, the head coach. He was kind of the worst. And But like 97 was, it felt like they were kind of turning around because they, even when they were shit, because they were like a, yeah. a four and seven team, like every year it seemed like, but Kevin Falk, Cecil Diesel Collins, that was such a fun team. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. I mean, because you had that team, I think 97, if I'm not mistaken, was the Clemson- Florida. Peach Bowl and they beat Florida that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like I, I remember my dad and like, you know, all of his brothers and, and his side of the family. We beat Florida. We beat Florida. And I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I mean, you're still gonna go like eight and four. And that time they were playing 11 games. Yeah. So eight and three, which at the time was amazing. But I will never forget the game that got Jerry Gennaro fired because probably when God. I turned a, about 11, it was about that time of like when I was just like, Dad, all right, you know, I, I love LSU. Yeah, start taking me to yeah. LSU games. And we went to see them play against University of Houston. Now, people think of University of Houston now of Kevin Cobb, of Tom Herman's one year there. No, University of Houston was not good. They were playing in the Astrodome at the time where they'd get like 20,000 people. And when you have 20,000 people in a dome stadium of over 60,000, it looks like you're playing in a cave. Like it's boring football. Right. And they went to Baton Rouge and beat the hell out of LSU. And (laughs) I remember – and I believe it was 98 because I'm trying to think, okay. what was it? Was it when uh, uh, when Saban got hired? It was 99, right? So Saban, Saban got there in 2000, but the, I was going to say the 97 season, 
Y'all beat Florida, who was number one on the winning right. streak. Y'all beat Bama 27-0, but Bama was terrible, and they beat Houston that year by, like, right. 25. Maybe I'm fast-forwarding a little bit. but Either way, so, yeah. so So, 99 season, when they, of course, said that's it, I remember there were two different guys. One was holding up one sign and then the other. So they were working in concert, like holding up signs like this, and they were egging on the crowd during the Houston game. Mm -hmm. One guy, fire! The next guy, Donardo, fire! Donardo! And the entire crowd was going along with it. And I just remembered that, and my dad looked at me. It was kind of like my welcome to the SEC moment. My dad said, that's not good for Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, got a new coach in town, Brian Kelly. Let me just ask you this before we get to the the unique uh, videos that have gone out on social media. What was your original opinion of of the Kelly hire? Because it, it it seemed to me like a, a fantastic hire. Oh, yeah. And obviously, the culture fit was what I, I was going to be interested to watch over the, the next few years. See, so I know that everybody, you know, when they when they hired Coach O, it was, oh, culture fit. He knows Southern Louisiana, all those different types of things. I think with the way that things ended, that LSU fans were kind of like, you know, like a fan base whenever you have a coach that's a certain way, give me the complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And that's what they got because you got a guy who obviously has gone into Southern Louisiana. He's gotten players from the New Orleans area and throughout the state to come up and play at Notre Dame. That's not been an issue for him. And of course, when you coach at Notre Dame, you recruit nationally. Like you're not mm-hmm. like recruiting Indiana and saying, all right, that's what we got. That's a hotbed. Right, right. We can we can go ahead and just pack it up from there and not worry about it. Like you got to go to California, you got to go to Georgia, you got to go to Ohio, you got to go to Michigan, you got to go to all these different types of places. So that part I, I didn't worry about because let's also be honest with Notre Dame as opposed to a lot of other schools, you got to be able to get guys qualified and, and to be able to get them in the school. And that's not right. an easy task because it's one of the hardest universities to get into in the country. So I wasn't worried about that. I think that, again, to to what LSU fans felt as a whole is they were kind of like, look, I don't need my coach to like crawfish. I don't I don't need my coach to, to like every bit of Cajun cuisine and be able to say Cajun words right and all these different things. He tried, I just need though. my guy. I, he did. He did. He absolutely did, he? did at, at, at halftime <laughs> at, at halftime of uh, the basketball. Oh, <laughs> but uh, but but now it's it's two criteria that I think LSU fans want organization. And win football games. He's been able to prove that he can do both. Yeah, I think that uh, it's weird watching the Coach O thing because that was so much fun for like such a short period of time. But it was like, I, I, I remember posting something, I think before even this season, where it's like you look at his record while at LSU against top 10 teams, and it's something stupid. It's like, I, I think it was like 13 and one, it was 13 and five against top 10 teams, and it was 13 and one against teams not named Alabama. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it was crazy. But, um, yeah, like with like with you know we heard it from PB. But you, I remember you and I talking about it because like like for whatever reason Brian Kelly has been coaching since like the eighties. Like he is he's been here for fucking ever. But he's also like just consistently at not I don't say flies under the radar, but like everyone kind of has their opinion. It's already formed, and you know it just assumes they're going to make to the playoff at eleven one and get their fucking brains beat in. Mm-hmm. But he's a good coach, man. He's a good coach, and has also kind of been like like playing left-handed at times if like we talked about with like the the uh, academics and stuff like that no absolutely and that's the thing is that when the hire was made and people were trying to poke holes in it i said you're poking holes in notre dame you're not poking holes in right. brian kelly you're poking that's holes in what the guy did while he was in in school there because 
you're not going to poke holes in what he did at Cincinnati because nobody talks about what he did at Cincinnati, but you look at the players that are in the NFL that he coached while at Cincinnati. Hell, he recruited J.J. Watt as a tight end at Central Michigan before J.J. Watt yeah. decided, you know, I'm going to go walk on and, and play at Wisconsin. I'm not saying that Brian Kelly is directly responsible for J.J. Watt, but that's the thing is that yeah, everybody then, then yeah. wants to pin to him the, all right, fine, you know, you've made the college football playoff, but you got absolutely crushed by Alabama. You got absolutely crushed by Clemson twice. And now you're expecting us to believe that you're going to take the next level at LSU. Here's why I believe in him at LSU, and hopefully I'm not jumping the gun on this. It's never a question of talent at LSU. I mean, haven't we seen that now with two different coaches after Nick Saban? I mean, through all of the foibles that Les Miles had offensively, that was still a team that every year coming into the season, you were like, they can beat Bama, they can win the yeah. SEC, they can make the college football playoff. And Loading then a receiver and running back every year. Absolutely. But then they never got the quarterback figured out. And then all yeah. of a sudden, this guy Burrow comes to campus, which, mind you, I talked about this on my He's podcast. Busting the NFL, though, if you ask me. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, whatever happened to that guy? I mean, you know, he, he, he such, such potential. Hey, I'll he, tell you what happened real quick, Dan. If you, if you miss it, he actually got to the Super Bowl yesterday and still found it within himself to mention the Alabama game from 2019 mm. during his press oh, conference. Oh, yeah. oh, Stings. Okay. All right. Stings all right. the nostrils. It's, it's, it's one of, it's one of those, you know, I'm, 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 I'm over my ex, but I, you know, I talk about him all the time. Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm over my ex. I'm not, oh, over no, that no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, very, I'm, not I'm, not, I'm, not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying you, no, 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 Just anyone I, think not, I think our listeners know not, not, not shots fired, not shots fired <laughs> listeners and Chris. Bad example in this that. example. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, it, but it, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, I mean, he turned it around, but I, I, I have a podcast for uh Dickey broadcasting company uh, in, in Atlanta. It's called the Southern beat. And I talked about with Joe Burrow, as I said, he changed the mindset of what you look for in a quarterback, which when you have a guy like him, the hell I hope it does. Because remember back when miles Brennan signed at LSU, people were looking around and like that guy doesn't say yes to LSU. Like that guy says yes to Bama. That guy says, hell, he says yes to Ole Miss because of what they're able to do at quarterback. They don't say yes to you. And they thought that he was going to be the guy. And then this guy Burrow showed up from Ohio State. And then when he was named the starter, I remember people were thinking, oh, here we go again. I mean, yeah, he was at Ohio State. He's not Danny Etling coming over from Purdue, but we're going to go with the safe option. And boy, did they not go with the safe option. They went with the guy that completely transformed the, the program. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's, remember. It's, been, it's been interesting to see that Joe Brady can't really get a job. Like, I don't, what's going on there, do you think? I, you know, I mean, I think that it's just the prisoner of the moment part of where people are just like thinking about like what just happened in the NFL, which, mind you, was not his fault. I mean, he was in a situation that was pretty much doomed to fail because if he had had Christian McCaffrey healthy, I think that offense looks completely different. I'm and sure they went in on uh, they went all in on the quarterback from the Jets, Sam Darnold. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's part of he it has a well. name, Tyler. Say his name. Yeah, say, I couldn't it, recall it, it at the time. Is, Chris, is, are we going to do it all together? His name is Sam Darnold. <laughs> his name is Sam Darnold. But I mean, the, the chips were stacked against him, and I think that probably there's a little bit of reputation right now of 
not very good at scheming, not very good at putting together a game plan because those are two things I've heard about him. He's also like what, 28, 29 years old. Yeah. So who the hell is really at that 19, good? 19, yeah. He just yeah. graduated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who the hell is really that good at scheming at that time? So I think if nothing else, maybe it's a chance for him to kind of go under the radar for a year or two and then pop back up again as, oh yeah, hey, that's that guy from LSU. Uh, maybe we should give him a shot again. I'll tell you what, I like if like I'm not saying this to be like a typical fan and, and talk about the play calling in Tuscaloosa. I would I would personally pack Bill O'Brien's fucking house and tell him to get out. Like, not even in a mean way. Like, hey, man, you did a great job. I'll pack for you. It's fine. Listen, like, like you need to get out of here. No one likes to live in Tuscaloosa anyway, okay? And then bring Joe Brady in. Because I'll, honestly, I'll never forget the fact that, like, it, it was such a weird day because of this, all the surrounding, you know, situ- or circumstances. But going into the Peach Bowl, I remember one of our listeners and, and one of my good friends, Mickey Sheremy, telling us before like, the news had broken about, Steve Insminger's um, uh, daughter or, or daughter-in-law like um, passing away in, in this tragic like plane Harley crash. Ford, and I was yeah. like, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like, and you're about to play in your, in the first round of the college football playoff in the most historic season you've ever had as a program. And it's like, you know, that's just so unfair and awful. And they, so Insminger just was kind of checked out obviously because of, of like, you know, like what had happened like emotionally. Right. Yeah. And so he, um, he just gave the reins to Brady and I'll, be 100% honest, I don't know if this is bad since I have the inside information, but it all got announced anyway. I was like, I'm going to hammer Oklahoma in the first quarter and first half. And they gave the reins to Joe Brady, and he was fucking on fire. Like, they scored 49 points in the first half and, like, 28. And I think he's a – I mean, he had a lot of talent to work with, I'll say, but he – I don't understand any knock on, on Joe Brady because it was not that long ago. Well, it's also, too, I think that probably, if nothing else, it's one of the things that the thought is with him that he wants to stay in the NFL. So maybe in NFL circles, it's, okay, well, if you want to stay here, you've kind of got to reprove yourself again. Because I have, through nowhere, other than the connection to Miami at the beginning, and ever since then, I've not heard him being connected to Mario Cristobal in Miami, Mm -hmm. who, mind you, are still looking for an offensive and defensive coordinator. Um, but I have not heard him. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least I think the defensive they've got the offensive, you know, uh, but, um, you know, so I I think that there is the perception that he doesn't want to come back to college because of course with college, I mean, we all know we're seeing it right now with, dancing videos and helicopters and everything. I mean, that's your, that's your life. I mean, you're, you're you're legit like on like a private helicopter, like going from, uh, I don't know, South Florida to, you know, Atlanta to Texas. And you're making it sound really chic and awesome. Like you make it sound like it's like this very cosmopolitan. Oh no. You're doing doing dancing TikTok videos and you're flying in helicopters. It's it's tough. It's a tough job to have. Sounds like an influencer. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I I think there still is uh, chances where I could be at, uh, the sushi bar and terminal B of Hartsfield Jackson. And then I turn oh, to my yeah. right and I'm like, Hey, isn't that Eddie Graham, the uh, offensive yeah. coordinator at, at Kentucky. And then sure enough, I look down and I see the bag tag on his bag. Oh, Hey, it is Eddie Graham. So yeah, that did happen once. Yeah. I recruiting and, and being a college coach in general is not for the faint of heart at this point. I mean, they get paid well, obviously, but whew, that is a more than 365 day a year job. I feel like what, one thing I've always wanted to ask a coach is what happens. Like you, you are really in on this one kid and you go there. And of course, you know, there's the meal. What if the mom is just an awful cook and you just uh, cannot put on the, Oh man, this is so good face. Like yeah. you're just like, you're just like, Holy 
crap, if I continue to eat this, I'm going to be physically yeah. even more ill than I feel right now. I, like, what happens? You know, that Gene, Gene Chizik was talking about this on, on early signing day, and it was, it was pretty fascinating because we just never heard that, like, like that side of it, you know? And so it was, it was, it was kind of unique. And he was telling the story about how like he was going somewhere and he knew they were having barbecue. It was like, and it was going to be awesome. Like he, like he had been hearing about it for like weeks or whatever. And so he had to, he stopped at a, a different family's house before and it was like mid afternoon. So it was not dinner time or anything, but the mm -hmm. mom just shows out and makes like everything. She, there was like wings. It was like, like a fucking, like, it was like the Thanksgiving meal from Hook. Like, there's just like one of everything there. It's awful, right? Or like what I guess what Trump put out at the White House like a couple of years in a row. So like, they he's he's like talking about how how stuffed he was, and then he goes to the other house, and he was like, I couldn't sleep. I had to I had to sit up upright in my bed so I could digest all my food, and I was up for four hours. And I was like, that is oh man, just there's yeah. so much dedication we don't even know about, guys. No, there is. I mean, like I, like I for one cannot eat deviled eggs. Cannot eat them. What? Why? And, and I, I just, I like egg itself. Like if I, I get like the flavor of like egg itself and it gets like up into my sinuses and like my throat, I'm like, oh, but God, yeah, this, here, this here. sounds like disgusting. Yeah. I'm a textured and, and textures and smells are, are yeah. big with me. And sometimes if you get like a bad one there, like it's like, oh, like, so <laughs> yeah, maybe, right. maybe, maybe I'd be a liability recruiting if I were a coach. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry for the prospective staffs out there. Can we get into like an in-depth part of the Brian Kelly stuff though? Just like the, we got to, I mean, we got to talk about the dancing videos. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so the first one came out. Uh, what was that with the quarterback commit? Walker Howard. Walker yeah, Howard, it was Walker yeah. Howard. It was uh, Colin Baton Rouge, which of course, if you've been to anything remotely Amazing. LSU, you hear one of two things: you hear Colin Baton Rouge, or you hear some sort of better but than Ezra. Um, you know, or yeah, there is that too. Sometimes I forgot um, about better than Ezra. That's a good point. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You hear, I mean, there was nothing more Baton Rouge than my return trip, uh, with, uh, a couple of our good buddies here that work at six A, the fan in Atlanta, uh, oh, Brian Hoyt. Yeah. 2018 with, uh, Brian Hoyt and, uh, Carlos Medina and Los is a huge better than Ezra fan. And he found out at LaBerge that there was going to be a better than Ezra concert that mm -hmm. night. So of course we're like, yeah, we're in Baton Rouge and better than Ezra. Of course we're going. And they played good. And they even played a rendition of Hey Fighting Tiger, like oh. to close out the show. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah. So shout out better than Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki Sheremy told me when I went this year that they were going to be in concert Friday night and they were not. Um, mm. So we had to go to the casino, which was horseshit. You know what I mean? It was not as, not mm. as much fun. But... If, if you win, it's not too bad. So, so back to the dancing though, For, like, back to the dancing. He, is he like when I was 17 or 18, I was cool as shit, obviously. Um, I was not, but like, I, I think I feel like everyone at that age is like to some extent like concerned yeah. with their image. And because you're a teenager and in this awkward moment, like, you know, you're, right. your parents are still making you wear 34 Husky jean shorts from Old Navy. Or that might just be a me thing. I don't know. Yeah. But like, I, I doubt Walker Hours got that issue, but that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. That's a very good well, I, I, I was, I was 36. It makes no sense. I was, like, I, I was cargo shorts and puka shell necklaces, but yeah. who's going Okay. All right. Sounds like you were around 2004. That's it. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but like, but Paul the whole thing with, represent. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> American Eagle jeans. Like, let's go. It's not. It's not like if it works, it works, right? We talked about this off air. If it's working, like keep doing it, and it's right. getting millions and millions of views. I'm just asking genuinely. Are like the recruits like this is awesome? Like, I, like you guys are all making fun of it, but like I can see, I can see what this really is, and and I he is. He's such a like the, the person inside of Brian Kelly is is a great dancer. Like I don't I'm just I'm very confused as to 
the conversation they're having with themselves to convince convince themselves it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only way that it's going to completely stop is, you know, kind of like what we see with assistant coaches who uh, all of a sudden are not retained after losing a particular commit, that if a commit to another school explicitly says, yeah, I didn't go to LSU because that guy can't dance for for anything. <laughs> Um, then I think he becomes John Lithgow in um, in, in uh, Footloose. If that happens, there will be no dancing, no no dancing of uh, of any kind. And and the only way that it can happen is in rebellion. Yeah, um, dance you know, your way but, through an abandoned warehouse. Right, right. But you know, I, I think that if anybody looks at Brian Kelly, like what part of looking at the man himself makes you believe that guy can cut a rug? Like Nick Saban has talked about numerous times, even before the electric slide video got out, that he and Miss Terry loved dancing, that he grew up going to dances as a a kid. Like, isn't that kind of weird? Like, you would think that he, of all people, would be John Lithgow. But no, he's the guy who's like, no, like, I love dancing. Like, I, I, I love to do it. I mean, that's kind of like, I guess, like, I got to I got to get stuff my chest. Hopefully Kristen's not listening, but I'm just going to say it. Nick Saban's not a good dancer. Okay, like he did the Cupid shuffle. Like one time in some, which is like, it's a dance with instructions. It's, it's so catered to white people. It's, it's like, the, it's perfect. I, I've just, like, I, I, he's a great coach. I just was shocked. They're like, look at Nick Saban just cutting a rug and be like, no, he was a half step behind everyone else in that fucking living room for one. And it's just, I, I just was shocked. I, like, I think the bar is still set really low. Mullen no. was a terrible dancer. You know, Kirby oh. doesn't fucking dance. Uh, if he does, if nothing else, I think he's, I, I think Kirby's definitely a guy that's image conscious enough to know, stay in my lane. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's like one of those, but like, not image conscious enough to have that haircut. Oh right. man. Like you had, you had, you had to take the shot. Huh? I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm still around the Georgia program enough that I, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't, uh, necessarily make uh, too many comments about the man. Cause you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to come back to me, but I, but I think like, you know, it's one of those that I think that's Kirby is I think Kirby assesses the situation. Like, I think it's one of those, all right, is this something that I can be a lot of shoulders? Is this something that maybe there is like a step or two? All right. You know, that's, that's the lane I'll live in. I mean, he truly is an athlete. He, he well, there is that. And, and he truly is what, um, what was it? Uh, what was the movie with Kevin James, Will, Will Ferrell, or not Will Ferrell, uh, Will Smith, where he's trying to. Hitch. Uh, oh, Hitch. Hitch. That's Hits exactly what it is. No, that's exactly it. I mean, Q-tip. he's. he's Q-tip. He, he, yeah, he's yeah, he, he's telling them, you know, snaps, shoulders, snaps, shoulders. I, I think that's that's going on in his head if that's happening. But uh, no, it, it kind of what you were talking about, though, with with Nick Saban, with the dance video is like a buddy of mine uh, kind of uh, aside, but on uh, on point here is on a cruise ship. And he posted a video of a guy up on a stage teaching the people behind him how to wobble. And I'm like, if that just shows you how your dance moves are not there that you're right. having to be taught. Like don't, a you cruise think, ship. Like, don't you think like you're probably like in life, like coolness is out the window. If you are in the line dancing of learning how to wobble. The line dancing, line dancing, stop being cool. The moment cool runnings ended in like the, the hour and 30 minutes was over of that movie. That's the last time any kind of line dancing was cool. It wasn't cool. And Shania Twain did it. Uh, it definitely wasn't cool. Like, I don't know if you guys grew up around here. Remember Cowboy Bills or whatever it was up in like fucking Gwinnett? It was like, we got the largest dance floor in the Southeast, brother. Like, yeah, well, I don't want to be there because everyone's drinking vodka monster energy drinks and they're terrible dancers. I, I like, I, yeah, I tell you, I bet who's like, who is not a good dancer, but fucking shows out just 
is is Shane Beamer. I guarantee you he does oh, yeah. way too much. He's like a big worm guy, even if like the floor is soaking wet. <laughs> Guaranteed. Now I'm, just, now I'm just like imagining like in my in in my mind, like because you know, like you were talking about with Brian Kelly, like almost kind of being like the uh the the groom or or the the father of the bride that it's mm. like kind of like oh there's Mr Kelly he's getting after it again um, but I, I could see like maybe him uh, God I'm trying to think like who else would possibly be like the oh no he's doing the worm Harson Harson either does like like I bet Harson's a big thumb like a big thumb dancer like he probably just uses some part of his body too much that he doesn't need to yeah. um, and he's I doing I too much like- I think he refuses to dance. Well, he might, no, he, might, he, 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 he might, he might do, he might do the dice move too much. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I wonder uh, if no, Tiffin's he, a good dancer. Like that might be his uh, kryptonite. I think, I think that he might be like, if, if, if there was enough courage there. Yeah. That, that I bet maybe you Jimbo is like, oh. like, like probably Tyler. Does he ever dance at Florida state? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't he know. threw away Christmas trees. We knew that. that yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Just bringing up painful moments. Yeah. Uh, obviously, something's working. We got LSU ranked per two four seven as the number two transfer portal team in the country. Also, some big time high school guys who will be committing this Wednesday are considering LSU. A um, couple of the guys I know of: Harold Perkins, Jacoby Matthews. Any predictions there? Yeah, so they had them both on campus this weekend, and apparently, it went really well. That was the gritty video, which. You know, I, I, I would say that probably if you're not young, that gritty doesn't look cool on you. I mean, I've tried to do it before and I got made fun of. Uh, yeah. It was a private video. That, somebody? It was a private video that I shared with friends, oh. Matt Moscona. And uh, I was. Uh, oh, we were in the trust tree. Yeah. yeah, yeah we're, you we're, put yourself out there. Yeah, we were, we were in the nest. And uh, I was immediately told, yeah, uh, I can't pull it off. Um, but uh, there was the Shocking. gritty video, and it, yeah, exactly right. What about <laughs> what about me? Shows just fantastic dancer. Um, but uh, uh, but th- that was another one, and you know, just kind of like with everything with Brian Kelly's, it's like you know, does does it necessarily surprise you that he's not a good dancer? Like, it doesn't no, look like right. he's like red faced, angry Catholic. Like like, he, like, like he, <laughs> it would be even better if like he was a great dancer. Like what if we found out like his choreography was amazing? Oh my God. Be fantastic. So, if he came out like like during a recruiting visit and he was like, okay, guys, real quick, five, six, seven, eight, and just fucking just put on a show, that would be awesome. Jersey boys. Now, <laughs> I, like I don't think like the time will permit, but like, don't you think now that Brian Kelly like like needs to lean into this yeah, and do absolutely. at least like the early stages of dancing with the stars? Or but only to a point court- though, because if you try to push it too far, it's gonna get real bad. Right. I just yeah. I think that he could he could like he's at this dangerous point to where it's it's almost like a it's almost like like Roadhouse or like like Creed or Nickelback. It's like we've we've all made fun of it for so long because it's like objectively really shitty to look at. But then we're like, you know what? Like they've been so bad, bad we kind of like it now. And no. so Roadhouse is also a fantastic movie. Uh, it's, but it's I only amazing. said because like if he does get the gat, I feel like he would probably win me over. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think that that's that's also one too. Is well, if he tried gritty, now now he he has to do get the gat right. I mean, I gritty mean, is 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 way more technically difficult than just pretending to have a gun here. Like he's already been doing the L thing. He's like he's cut out for this. This is perfect. That's, that's the thing. Like like all you, like it's it's staying in your lane. I think if nothing else is is yeah. is knowing where to live. And just just do this the entire time. You don't necessarily like have to have too much rhythm to be able to uh, do get the gats. So maybe, but uh, in terms of Matthews, 
and uh, Perkins. Uh, this, I mean, I know that Florida is still feeling pretty good about Perkins. Uh, so that one seems like it's up in the air. Uh, but, you know, it's also too, I mean, every single recruiting expert out there tells you follow the visits. And the mm-hmm. last one these guys had was this weekend. So, I mean, a lot of times that can make the, you know, the last impression is the best impression. So if both guys commit to LSU, it will not surprise me. I forget where, uh, I think I was told, was it six scholarships or no, that was Georgia, uh, of what they still have uh, in terms of uh, numbers right now. And LSU, I think I had seen it was like right around that number eight, I think is what it was. So if you get just a couple of guys to sign on Wednesday and then you fill out the rest with post-spring practice transfer portal because if you guys think that the transfer portal has been crazy already what the hell do you think the month of may and june are? oh yeah oh yeah you're gonna well, get they, a they lot signed of 11 guys players. right or is it nine like uh i think it was was it it was it was it was around like 12 or, or okay. something like that like it was That's somewhat crazy. small yeah, yeah somewhat small but i mean after spring practice happens and after guys are like you know going into their spring games i'm like well i'm not with the starting defense i'm not mm-hmm. with the starting offense like what's happening here? You know, oh hey, we didn't see much of this player during the spring game. Right. Those guys are going to be then saying, you know what? I'll finish out the semester, then I'm going somewhere else because I guess July one is when you have to be in in order to be able to play the following year. Right. So I didn't even think about that until Sonny Ship, I think, is who uh, was the one who uh, tipped me off to that, and I was like, Sonny, you're a hundred percent right. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so weird in college football now. Like, have you guys noticed, like, how we're starting to hear college football coaches talk like NFL head coaches and, like, uh, NFL, like, uh, you know, GMs and, and, and talent evaluators when they address the media after the draft is where they're like, all right, hey, we didn't get enough tackle help. Yeah. We didn't get enough this. So we'll look either at veteran free agency or mm-hmm. undrafted free agency. Like, college coaches now on signing day are yeah. like, well, you know, we didn't get enough safety help, so we'll probably have to look in the portal for that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's, I, it's, I, it's crazy. The best example, honestly, I think of, of like, how – because we've been talking about this for a while. Like, like I, I would not want to – like, I don't think Dan Mullen was a great coach, but I a 1,000% like sympathize with his whole thing of like, yeah, like it's not recruiting season. Like like he he spent time with his family and he, he was just not as hands-on and stuff because sure. it is just – it requires so much like effort and focus and it just never stops. And they, there's, there's not like even a structure that even makes sense like with the scheduling. But I'll say that like the fact that Jim Harbaugh, who took a pay cut going into 20, 2021 season – and has done nothing but underwhelm everyone. He has a season where he's a, a like a last minute touchdown at Michigan State away from being the number one team in the country going into the playoff for one. Mm-hmm. They beat Ohio State. He makes the playoff, and then as soon as it's over, he's like, "Yeah, I might go back to the NFL." Like to, yeah. to Las Vegas. It's like because I, I don't think some coaches are going to want to deal with that shit. No, I think that, that, I mean, you know, that's the thing too that when Kirby talked about it of like the leaders of the sport who are starting mm-hmm. to leave. I mean, that's what he was talking about is that they're starting to lose coaches to the NFL. They're starting to lose coaches who just say, hey, you know what? Like enough. Like I yeah. just I, I can't do this year round anymore. Right. Like I've got to actually just keep be adding able to, more crazy shit. Right. Like I've got to be able to like actually go to like my kids events. I've yeah. got to actually be able to spend time with my wife. Like I've got to be able to do all these different things like. I, you know, I, I have no idea what happened with Austin Davis at. at oh, my Austin. God. Yeah. But obviously something in his life that will respect his privacy, but something in his life happened where he was Brian like, Hartson did. I, I mean, I don't know what, but I mean, he said for personal reasons and they've been understanding for me stepping away mm-hmm. is that something obviously happened to him. And, and it's one of those things that I think he realized, like, 
I need to put more time into dealing with this than, you know, dealing with it and then kissing my family and telling them, okay, well now I got to go recruit and I got to go do all these different things. I mean, you know, we think about like things, you know, you you hear it all the time. I'll put your personal stuff aside. I mean, like imagine the amount of stuff that these guys have to deal with and then be told like, Hey, you know, win more than 10 games a season or you yourself could be on the hot seat because we do, we, we win more than 10 games a a season around here. I mean, look at Dabo, for example. I mean, where people are, Oh, you know, is, is Clemson starting to lose its luster? He's went 10 and three. So yeah, the answer is yes. I mean, maybe, but I mean, but if, if, if my down season as a head coach would be going right. 10 and three, then I'll take a down season of 10 and three. Oh, the, the shot to my ego. <laughs> All right. So without obviously blind look at next year, you don't know who's going to be coming in through transfer portal still, but how are you thinking about LSU for the 2022 season? The fan in me would say 10 and two. Um, and then of course too, I mean, I see that helmet behind you. I mean, Huck, we yeah. might have to find our way down to uh, new Orleans for that. Sunday night. And Marler too, you, you have an, you have an LSU hat, so you can come along. I got, all, I got like shirts and I galore, dude. I'm in, let's do this. See, and that's the other thing is too, is actually, you know, I'm glad we can get into this. Can people wear like other schools gear and not be, Ooh, Hey, you're a fan. Like I, I so, get that all the time. I don't give a shit because I really love college football. And and, like, and, and we went, so we went to like, I've been an Alabama fan my entire life and right. none of that will change. Like it's, it's right. like, I some people like on, on Twitter when they try to like clap back and like, Oh, like you said, we like, are you on the team? Like, no, but I've been saying that since I was like fucking six and I'm just probably not going to stop right. now. But like, like I, the stuff with LSU, like if you're, I just, I, college football is so much fun. And if you go to an environment like that, I think it's a little bit different in terms of that is a top five, like destination it is a bucket list place in in every sense of the word so like yeah like if when i when i go i'm not gonna wear a fucking bama shirt there right and you know get teabagged by everybody or was a guy somebody put his finger in his booty yeah 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 that's right that's right you don't want that prank but no i mean like yeah like i've got like other like schools gear and then i always love like when people oh you know are you a fan of that team I, I, you, you have your family, right? Like mm-hmm. you have your immediate family who they're yeah. your immediate family, but then you've got cousins, aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. They're all part of your family, you know, but like, it's like, obviously you have your immediate family. So, right. you know, obviously LSU is my immediate family and then I've got, you know, uh, but, but, um, you know, Tyler, I would say that probably eight and four would be a good starting off point where you're like, okay, that's good. Because the good news for them, too, is we don't necessarily know what Ole Miss is going to be. We think we know what they could be with, with Jackson Dart, but they lost a lot of talent. So they're adding a lot of guys through the portal. Texas A&M, are they going to have quarterback figured out? Because we've been hearing they're going to have quarterback figured out for a long time. Yeah. And supposedly Connor Weigman's the guy. Um, we'll see if that's the case. Because Not Max Johnson? Yeah, and our Max Johnson. Johnson. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or the five star quarterback that was there at the start of the year that just everyone's forgotten about, I guess. Haynes King. Yeah. 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 I mean, you like know, King so Joffrey. But that's the <laughs> he does kind of a little bit. Uh, but that's the thing though, too, is it's like if you're an Aggie fan, you gotta look at at Jimbo Fisher and be like, dude, like get quarterback figured out. Like that's who you're supposed to be. The whole being. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, I think the wild card in the SEC West is what is Mississippi State look like? Because if you look at Mike Leach's track record, 
Year three is when his offense really starts to hum and right. starts to get going. So could Rodgers looks good. Yeah, absolutely. Rodgers looks really good. I mean, Arkansas has been able to add in the transfer portal. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's landmines like all throughout their side of the conference. And then, you know, it's kind of Florida's in the same boat that LSU is. I think that LSU has been a little bit more aggressive in terms of landing, you know, top tier talent in the portal. But still, I mean, you wonder if they're going to get that first year bounce of a new head coach there at Florida. They will not. Um, I could tell you that right now. That's, uh, that's you, not going to happen. Yeah, you, 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 not not feeling Florida in this year. So no. So I mean, I, I think that the I think that the four for me would be eight wins. And I think if they can scratch out a, a game or two that maybe they probably on paper weren't supposed to win, then nine and three would be a good one too. And then ten and two, I think if you're ten and two in year one, yeah. you're like to the moon, LSU fans. Like let's dream big here. Um, so I, 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 like I said, I mean I, I think that just with all of the talent that not only they have to replace, they still need to add to the program. Uh, it's going to be uh, something that uh, if they lose a game or two that they're not supposed to lose in game in, in year one, then you're probably like as LSU fans, at least the patient and the rational ones. Hey, let's see this thing through. But it's yeah, not going to be. It, 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 look, if LSU doesn't work out for Brian Kelly, it's not going to be because he's a crappy dancer. So let, let's 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 resolve in, in, in this new year of college football to to stop finding the lazy low hanging fruit. Like why do so many people in our industry do this? I built right? my entire I mean, career off that. So yeah, I mean, but, but that's, that's the, uh, <laughs> I can't, see my Twitter. Like, what are you talking it's, about? It's, it's, it's going to, it's going to seem like I'm just taking shots at Marler all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, somebody, somebody said to me today, they were like, the fact that you would post some soft ass shit like this as a journalist. And I'm like, first off, the fact that you think I'm a journalist is your own <laughs> fucking fault. Like, I, like, I don't think anybody has listened to me talk for more than eight seconds. Like that guy is a journalist. You, like, you went, if I wasn't wearing the glasses, none of y'all would believe it. So you, you, um, you, you went, you went Tom Herman and Nick Wright on uh, local oh Houston radio. Did, did you not remember? Did you, did you guys never hear this? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So Nick, oh Nick yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Nick Wright, Nick Wright worked at the station that I worked at in Houston sports radio, six ten. And he had gotten into it with Tom Herman like a day or two after Houston beat Florida State. Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, uh, now I'm taking I was there. Shots. Uh, yeah, now, now you're in the crosshairs. Yeah. Uh, but um, at, like a day or two after they beat them in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. And I think that it was something that his uh, uh, show, his uh, co-host on the show, John Lopez, had reported about Tom Herman. And Herman went after him and Nick Wright was like, well, that's not right. I got to stick up for my co-host. And for about a solid, I'm sure if you can like look it up on YouTube, Tom Herman and Nick Wright, who of course now has gone on to work for uh, Fox Sports 1, like went at each other. And I remember Tom Herman talking about you as a journalist. He goes, I'm not a journalist, sir. And he was just like, well, what are you? He's like, I'm a commentator. So you're a commentator. No, I'm not a commentator. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm a unicorn. I do my own thing. I just kind of, you know, like I'm, I'm a tumbleweed. I, I I will I will not be painted into a corner. I at all. I, will, I you are you are Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love that. Yeah. No 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 restrictions. No restrictions. My I, I I just listen to Rick Astley and this uh, giant fucking Range Rover I can't afford. That sounds like a, like most of my twenties. That's perfect. No 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 implications either. Mm-mm. The the Dennis system too. That's also. Good I, I I I can do some some It's Always Sunny on here. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, Dan, we know that you. Uh... You got some more stuff to do tonight, so we'll let you go. But we appreciate you stopping in. I agree. I think Brian Kelly's going to do some things at LSU. Hopefully, that starts after the Florida State game. Don't hurt himself. You don't stop. If you don't start stretching before them dances. I. But that's the thing, though, too, is like 
if I am, which LSU's like audio and visual team, like Twitter oh, yeah. and everything is outstanding. Mm-hmm. They have to like the, the, the golden girls or one of like the dance groups at LSU, uh, like they need to do a video of like open tryout day. And it's like Brian Kelly, like at like the front like of the old line. school. And it, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And do, and do like a confessional uh, of, you know, like, Hey, you know, like, I feel really good about this. I, I think I got a great shot to make the team something like that and yeah. have them like teaching them the dances. And then, you know, of course, like, like you said, old school yeah. uh, mm-hmm. of, of doing, of doing the, uh, the, the academic competition to be able to stay on campus. I, if you I, fucking I, ribbon dances at any point wearing a leotard, like you're, you're, I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be proud of that coach. All right. I, I don't need him dressing as the human Mike the Tiger and trying to jump through the the, yeah. the circle of flames. I, I think that that's where they need to draw the line. <laughs> Love it. All right, Dan. Well, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we will send you this file soon. God bless you guys. This one is its own podcast. This is good. Yeah. 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 God, God, God bless you guys. You're the best. All right. And we're back. Uh, great interview there. I, it wasn't meant to be an interview, really, with producer Dan there. But oh, we're putting the interview first. Well, we we, we led with it. Oh man, that was, that was a strong move there. <laughs> um, so it wasn't really meant to be an interview. It's kind of I just I meant to have him. I almost kind of troll him about the Brian Kelly but stuff. It, yeah. and it turned into a forty-five minute discussion about LSU. Yeah, they, well, you know, I think that they, they need that right now. They, it, was a, it was a tough year for them, and they're they're transitioning from, you know, a big brawny, tough guy that's going to defend their honor and make them feel safe at a drive-in movie theater to now, you just got a guy that that seemingly only gets to that level of rage, like Coach O's level, if like he's like on hold for Comcast customer service, like that. That's where I feel like he he gets like his angriest. <laughs> it's, it's very different. It's very different. So there's a lot of other stuff to talk about in the no, SEC. Not really, but it's mainly Besides, Auburn, so. Yeah. So let's start there because interesting news comes down today. Auburn, who had just lost an offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken, um, had just hired Bobo. this guy. Yes, Bobo. Okay, good. Yes, thank you. Bobo. Perfect. Okay, so that'll be a natural transition then. Um, right. But first... OC Austin Davis, or should we say X OC Austin Davis came in from Seattle, Russell Wilson saying a lot of great things about him. How about what a great hire this guy, this was for Auburn, uh, quickly before even getting to a practice, um, a man has resigned. Yeah. So that's cool. personal like, reasons. Kevin Steele kind of did that at Tennessee, but it seemed like he was just like secure in the bag and been like, fuck you guys. I'm getting $800,000 for this. Um, this guy, now listen, here's the thing. I, I've told you guys several times and, and Auburn fans, you, you didn't want to listen, but like you absolutely cannot trust anyone from the Pacific Northwest. I've said it over and over and over. They make that move down here and things change. And I think that, um, so for, first off, I, I got to ask you this cause you're a lot, I think we had different, uh, resumes and career, uh, backgrounds. Um, okay. so what's the shortest job you've ever like, like time frame you ever worked at a job? Uh, so my first ever job was at Sonic Oh, and I was hired. I was 14 years old and every week they train you on a new thing. So the first week I was, I've learned all about how to make the desserts. You in like eighth grade or ninth grade? I was a freshman, I think. Yeah. And, um, and then the second week I started learning how to make all like the cool drinks and then I got let go. So I never got to do my, like my, 
my one but i learned how yes i learned how to make a limeade uh my one buddy that was with me we both got hired both 14 years old uh he got to dance outside uh on the side of the road like like a dressed up shake like a mascot to get people to see that sonic was it was a brand new sonic so they were trying to bring you know it was brand brand new and they still fired you yeah, so they had overhired, uh, is what we were told. We, they, uh-huh. they had overhired and they let go the youngest, which was me and my like buddy. So we both got let go. That's good. That makes a lot. They never sense. got to get on the skates, which I was. I don't think you wanted to. to do that, dude. I don't think I wanted the cool thing that they wear on the hip with the change. It's like you, just you know that thing. I can so. get you one of those. I mean, that's like I think I think my dad actually had one of those for fun, and I'm not kidding. He used to put it like on his. I'm, I swear to God, he he asked for that for Christmas. He was out here firing coins to homeless people. I mean, like that? that one time he gave me that fucking nine dollars into it was in quarters. We're not going to get into it, but um, straight from the hip, literally. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I I did not expect you to say you worked at Sonic at at uh. Yeah. H- you, just real quick, the, the I worked at Jimmy John's too. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You are Man, the girl Jimmy Good for you. Um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not Jimmy You're a hard worker. Jersey Mike's. Jersey oh, Mike's. okay. Never mind. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah. totally different. Yeah, um, yeah. That's a different level of clientele and honestly employees. So yeah. Um, I, the, uh, the commercial that's on right now that makes me more irrationally angry than anything, like any other commercial is the Sonic commercial where it's like this very calm, somebody orders like a patty melt and it's like just a reasonable volume when they're ordering it. And it's like, okay, give me one second. And then they're, they're like communicating each step of the process of cooking the patty melt. And it's like, just need some cheese. It's like, this is so, there's no fucking way that is ever happening at a Sonic ever, <laughs> ever, ever, ever. They were all like middle-aged white dudes. It was like, that's okay. This is not how fast food chains work. I've worked at several. Um, what's the, it, what's the shortest job you've had? Oh man, uh, shortest job I've had. I there has to be something that was like I, sh- I shouldn't have asked this question because now I'm panicking. Um, I think I worked at Brewsters for like four oh, months, nice. and my and I dad uh, I got fired because of that wasn't that could not have been oh Chick Fil A, yeah Chick Fil A. I worked at Chick Fil A. Um, I could see why you wouldn't belong in Chick Fil A. Okay, first off, at the time I was a like unbelievably good kid WWG. I was like in several FCA. Bible studies. Yeah. And young life, all that shit. And um, I'll never forget going there. And I thought that I was like, like, I'm just like you guys. And this, this new Dave Matthews CD came out and, and I asked one of my coworkers if he would, uh, if he would burn it for me. And I, I'm not making this up. He goes, no, man. I was like, okay. like how much like, I'll give you like five bucks or whatever. And he's like, I don't burn Dave, dude. I don't, I don't, I just respect him too much. And I was like, cool. You're going to be a virgin until you die. Um, <laughs> But I got fired because I, I I already quit, first off. I had already quit, and I announced that, and I told them I have baseball season coming up. I was supposed to be a junior, and so I can't I can't work during the season. And they're like, we'll just keep you on the schedule. I was like, okay, I'm not going to be here. And I came in like the next day, and my ex-girlfriend from like ninth grade gave me a free 99-cent vanilla dream, like, what do you that call it? That's nice. No, we both got fired. Oh, okay. You got deported. It was terrible. No, I'm kidding. Whoa. Um, yeah, so it's probably Chick-fil-A. Okay. Well, Austin Davis has us both beat, I feel. Although, well, I think I haven't beat actually two weeks, like week yeah. and a half I was there. Uh, yeah. Regardless, uh, Austin Davis, which I thought was an interesting hire in the first place, but it was another guy from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I told you. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's now out due to personal reasons. Here's the thing. So, and of course, everyone's going to speculate on this. And um, after what went down transpired in my um, on my Twitter feed yesterday, we are going to speculate as well because I'm a little I'm going to be petty about it. Um, 
I don't know what happened with the, the Austin Davis thing at all. Right. I will say that the, uh, like the optics of it look really bad because Brian Harsin has been there for just a little over a year. He's now had five different coordinators. <laughs> Think of, I mean, like for real, like that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and this is on the heels of losing Mason to uh, a team in a conference Stillwater. that is that is basically wilting. Stillwater, Oklahoma. Yeah. And 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 like he also was like a a strength of that that team, like especially like late in the year. So, um, that's kind of odd. And and you you could also like there were rumors like when they were going on these recruiting trips together too that it was kind of a like I don't know, like not contentious, but it's just like they didn't gel like that whole team. Because also Harson's like bringing the whole fucking squad together, and it's like we don't want to fucking hang out with you, dude. Like you just you're a little <laughs> bit weird. You're constantly probably talking about sister wives on on A and E, and so. He hires this kid. He's like he's like twenty seven, right? Who Austin Davis? Yeah, is he really? Yeah, I didn't realize he was that young. Well, he's the third baseman for the Braves, and so he was doing this That'd like, like Riley. A, a side hustle, um, which is kind of you gotta respect that. Um, so this is yeah, staff changes in his in Brian Hurston's first thirteen months. Mike Bobo to Davis to now we don't know who. Derek Mason is being replaced by Jeff Schmetting, and and this is. This is where, like, if it was just one or two things, because there's always a lot of turnover, especially with offensive coordinators. Bo Nix was going to be on his fourth offensive coordinator in four years. We, I talked about before, Jalen Hurts had that same issue. Like, there's a lot of places have that. But, like, then you start, like, you just take a step back and, and not make excuses, and you're like, hold on, he fired the receivers coach week four. Yeah. And there was just, there was no way the receivers coach was probably, like, the biggest issue that he had, he was facing. And then you look at going into the off season where you you're like, you're at a point now where. And they had a nice little run there in the middle of season two, though. Don't forget. Like they had like, cause we were talking about like, man, Harson's doing a great job at all. End of October. He could have been SEC coach of the year. Yeah. And then, you know, since then has happened and he's now lost. Let's call it three coordinators. No, he's, uh, there's five. <laughs> well, no, since, since the middle of the season. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Austin Davis, 32, by the way. Still very okay, young. Um, you've lost a quarterback who is a legacy. Who Started from day one as a freshman. Yeah. not. I mean, look, he's like Auburn through and through, right? Or at least yeah. we thought. Um, he's now transferred about as far away as you possibly can get from Auburn. Yep. Um, and then you got the whole vaccine thing. I'm not going to get political, but it's obviously a thing. thing. But it's, like, a, it's just a thing that's happened. It's, that's, and that's, honestly, that's way more about the media and stuff like that. And like, as it's just that, that part is so stupid. Like I, I, I felt genuinely bad for Harson at times during the season. Cause it was like, who fucking cares? Like get off his back. And like, you're just making, you're just making his life like way harder than it has to be. Like, and, but then, then, you know, they finally stopped asking it seemed like, and they get, they started having to ask other questions that like, I, he probably wanted more of the vaccine questions after he hit that November. Cause he, has three straight losses where they have these like, you know, double digit leads and all that kind of stuff. And then they, the blow the lead against Bama. But I think that this, like when you look at the track record and then you look at the way he is, he is putting the band-aids like on, you know, like it's like, he's like putting duct tape, not like, not flex seal, but like tape on like a mm -hmm. leaky bucket. And, and, and what I mean by that is like, you're losing people that everyone around this, this like conference knows and has like a very good, track record themselves and they've like kind of built like a, a strong reputation and then your first first response to replace them is okay who's who's up at boise that i can just bring down here 
And, you know, I, I just wonder if he's, if he's trying to buy in as much because like if, if, if I had like done a decent job and I would taken over, like you fired Malzahn, you probably shouldn't have. And then you take over this job and like, sure. He made some, some growing pains and, and had some mistakes. I think year one, but they're already talking about firing him in year one. Like I'd be pissed too. I think you've seen a lot of coaches um, that have coached elsewhere, maybe not the big time programs in the SEC um, or the SEC in general, realize that it really is just a little bit different in the SEC in terms of how much commitment you need to have towards your job in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I think I think the Brian Kelly thing will be interesting. I think, but you saw it with Dan Mullen; he was in the SEC, but you're Mm -hmm. not really at Mississippi State. No one's no one's really right expecting you to 365 days a year recruit and things like that. Um, Now with Harson, you're seeing like, it just doesn't seem like it's working. So it'll just, that kind of happened overnight. It seemed like, because you say whatever about the Bobo thing. I mean, Bobo has, he's been fired from like every fucking job he's had in the last, like he's like me before, like in my twenties, like he like every, every couple of months, he's got some shit going on. But um, the, the thing with Derek Mason was the thing that was like kind of surprising. And then, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I don't know how it works out. I don't know who they're gonna get. Um, I just think that he needs to. It, it's like with basketball, like taking off right now for Auburn and everything is like Bruce. He he should be every fucking morning. He better be bringing in like a like a sausage egg and cheese bagel or biscuit to Bruce Pearl. Be like, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Like all the things you're doing to distract. Like Bruce Pearl's basically. You've seen um, uh, MacGruber. It's been a while. Yeah. That, like when I he was it. doing the distraction, he put the celery thing in his butt. That's like basically what Bruce Pearl's doing with his basketball team because he's like, he's he's saving Brian Harson from so much heat he should be catching. That's true. And we don't want to leave Auburn only on a negative. We do need to talk about the basketball team real fast before we move on. Well, they they're not they're, they don't care about football or they're they're in everything school is what I was told. There has been a recent Twitter spat uh, from. Auburn fans against Marler recently, but that aside, it was, it was all all fun and games. It was it was great. That aside, uh, we do need to talk about the basketball team really quick. We would be remiss because Auburn has never been number one in the country until this week. Bruce Pearl rewarded with a massive contract to keep him around in Auburn until twenty thirty. Uh, your thoughts on Auburn basketball, sir? They're good, man. It's and it's I, like Bama fans get so fucking upset about everything, I guess, but like. Like, I, I don't know if you saw this the other day, but like people were upset about Bama fans pulling for Joe Burrow. It's like, well, he's not, he's not wearing fucking purple and gold. Who cares at this point? Right. Um, it, when Auburn made that run in 2019, and I like to bring this up as much as possible, um, I was the only one at our company that predicted them to do that. I picked them to win the SEC tournament and get to the final four. And everyone thought I was crazy and I kind of did too, but um they're fun. That's a fun brand of basketball to watch, man. It is a fun brand of basketball. And, and Pearl is a fantastic recruiter. And the fact that you have like this potential, you, you have studs everywhere, but you also have this potential number one overall draft pick. And I, I just think that like what they've been able to build there in that short amount of time is just, it's really impressive. And, it, and it's, it's pretty cool to see. Um, the other thing I will say is this, and, and I'm not going to stay here like to defend Auburn that much, but even as like a, a rival, like an arch rival fan, it fucking infuriates me to know that like the media that votes on the like the college basketball rankings. Have you have you seen this? Like you know they're actually the tied Kansas with thing? Gonzaga. Wasn't this some guy from Kansas? Like 
intentionally. So they show it like in, in the basketball um, AP poll, they show like every single, uh, like how many points you got, like the first place votes, all that kind of stuff. They also show the highest place that you were voted and the lowest. Auburn is, is like 17 or 18 and one. They, they have been on, they, I think they, they've got like a 15 game winning streak. They are the best team in the country and it's really not close. And somebody ranked them 22nd. Mm. Just fucking like, just lose your fucking job. Go, go like, go do something, go do anything else. How about Jabari Smith? This dude yeah. is like the number one prospect. He's kind of like he reminds me kind of like Durant. He's like six yeah. ten. He's shooting, f- you know, forty four percent from three. And he's like super lanky and balding. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, or forty percent from three, forty five percent from the field. I mean, yeah, dude's a baller. Uh, they got sides I, everywhere, dude. That Kessler, the the tall kid, like the transfer from UNC. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you watch games and like Tom Hart was coming on Saturday, and, and it's just constantly talking about you know Katie Johnson talking about. Um, Oh, how am I drawing a blank? The one you just literally just brought up, like the you know best player in the country, and then Jabari, yeah, Jabari. So then, then like just all of a sudden, there's like four minutes left, and they're like, by the way, Kessler has another double double. It's like eighteen and fourteen. You're like, I mean, they're just they're fucking good, man. Bama's got to play him tomorrow. It's gonna be big game time. tomorrow. No, any early predictions? Bama will lose that game by at least eighteen points. There you go. Um, let's quickly talk um, the huge news. Huge staff ad for Georgia this week. Um, no, I'm not talking about Brian McClendon, which I thought that, that was is hilarious uh, that they hired him from Miami, who was still looking for an offensive coordinator, and they lost their co-OC. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Bobo, offensive analyst. I've been told this is a massive hire. Okay, so here's here's the thing, and this is what like I'm. I just I'm having a hard time biting my tongue with some fan bases who are like, like Graham coffee, like one of my, my closest friends and he, he's a very, very great follow, like in Georgia, like, you know, fan, he breaks him down. He does like a great job with like film study. And so as soon as this hire happened, he, he made a, a tweet that was like, Hey, like here's a factual defense of Mike Bobo. How about the fact that in 2012, he had Georgia had the highest uh, yards for play out of any team in the country. Like he was a very successful coordinator. But as you know, as somebody that lived here in the state, we, we would watch it. And it's like, they're averaging like fucking 38 points a game. Like, why don't you like them? Every fucking third and nine, it's a trap draw. No, it's not. It's not at all. And, and they just, since it's, it's, it's not just UGA, it's, it's the Braves, Falcons. It's just a thing about Georgia sports. There always has to be one scapegoat. And Bobo was that forever. And so now he's, he's being like, I guess, hired as an analyst. I'm just shocked at the people that are pretending they didn't fucking drag him for the like for a decade about how awful he was. It's not fan bases in general, though. I don't think it is because it's also on the heels of what they were doing to Stetson Bennett for two straight years. It's just a very dramatic shift. I will say that. Stetson. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in that quarterback room next year, especially with the offensive guru that comes in and, and Bobo. Um, all right, quickly. We need to talk about the NFL playoffs because we do have two SEC quarterbacks manning the Super Bowl teams. A um, lot of NFL news this week, though. Um, first thing, everybody's talking about it. Well, let's do Brady first because Brady retired this week. Did he, though? Which, well, I think he did. 
I think he's waiting for his payday. I think he gets like, it's like February 4th. He like hits a bonus or something. Then he's going to announce he's out. I don't think. He's not playing his hand very well. Well, I, that's interesting. Um, I've seen some interesting stuff about that. Why, you know, Schefter did that. Um, Cause the ESPN is always a good relationship with Brady. So that's just, I don't know what happened there, but let's just assume he is retiring. It's a, I don't like Were you the surprised fact by that. that? Yeah, I was shocked because he's he's openly said he wanted to play till he was forty five, and he kept saying forty five, and he he led the like the league in passing, I think this year, and like I don't like there's nothing about Tom Brady besides like his physical attractiveness on his face that I watch. And I'm like he's getting better with age, like his. I mean, you watch him in big games; it's not always great. Um, but I was I was shocked just because I think it's also one of those things where you're like. He like you're when Cisco started, like when Cisco released that incredible album, Unleash the Dragon. And it was there, was, it wasn't just a thong song, there were bangers up and down that fucking list. Okay. Um, especially track 13, Unleash the Dragon. He didn't really follow that up with anything. But when he came out with that album, that was literally when Tom Brady was drafted and he's still fucking playing in the league. Uh, he's he might win MVP years this year. Was that? he's going to be one of the front runners for the MVP this year. Oh, he'll win it. Especially if he retires a thousand percent. Um, I just, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting because of the fact that like when he retired, it was going to be kind of like a Jeter moment, right? Like where everyone is going to be like, like whether they loved him or hated him, like you're going to pay your respects to how great of a, like a competitor he was and and what he was able to do. And like, you know, all the titles and all that kind of shit. Um, it, it just, it was, it's a weird way to go. If there's like this little hiccup, I feel like. It is. I, I still, I, I don't think that, I think he's trying to like create a buzz by saying like, I, I truly don't know what I'm going to do because his buzz was ruined by Schefter. Um, yeah, I could see that. He but, also said he's like, that's not the kind of guy I am though. It's like, eh, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Let's not think that. Tom, well, I don't, I don't like know. attention. But if this is the end of his career, 243 and 73, 84,000 yards passing, 624 touchdowns to 233 or 203 picks. This year alone, he had 43 touchdowns, 12 picks. Um, the dude is haunts me in my nightmares because of That's the 28 3 plus. Then he goes to the Bucks, wins a, uh, wins a championship. 15. Don't even fuck about the Bucks thing. It's just the fact that, like, the is, it, we don't, we're not going to get into the overtime rules, but it's the dumbest fucking thing in the world, like, in, in all of sports. It, it's way worse than targeting. It's it's it is the worst. Fifteen Pro Bowls, seven Super Bowl championships, five Super Bowl MVPs, three MVPs, possibly four, three-time All-Pro. This guy, yeah. do you think we'll do you think we'll see anybody? Think about oh. the guys that are coming up now that everyone's freaking out about: Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, you name it. Do you think we'll see anybody in our lifetimes? put together a resume that Tom Brady has. I'll say no, just because one of the three people you mentioned, who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, hasn't even made it to it yet, which is, which is Josh Allen. And just and the AFC is so competitive anyway. Um, I, the, the thing, like what's kind of crazy. And, and it reminds me of like, people used to make this like, uh, you, know, you always see these stupid, like stats that are kind of ad nauseum about Saban's like, you know, Bama's done this. And they've, you know, he, they, they've had this many draft picks versus losses or whatever. But I remember like going through like, like the seasons where Bama didn't win, like in like the early 2000s, especially before it was like the playoff. You talk about like maybe they lose to Florida State, but they're a kick six away from that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, like th- there's there was a couple of times where it was like like 2016, they lost with one second left on the clock. 
um, there were a few things that happened where it's like, man, Bama like had a chance to possibly win even more, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like, and it's, it just, it makes it even more impressive. And you look at Brady, man, like he lost three Super Bowls. He was seven and three. He lost one to Nick Foles, big Dick Nick, which the, yeah. I feel like that was the most legitimate one. Yeah. Cause as soon as they came out to dreams and nightmares, there was nobody who was going to fucking beat him. But the other two, he lost to Eli Manning on like accidents, like the fucking David Tyree catch. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like there's like miracles and shit like that that happened. He also had some on his side too. The Edelman catch in the, in the Falcons God. game. Another, that was very David Tyree like, and then you had the pick on the, with Russell Wilson when they threw the ball in the one yard line. Oh yeah. With Marshawn Lynch. That's a good point. That's a really good point actually. And also, but, I mean, and also but the, the problem is the, he's been there 10 times. So it's going to even out. Like you're going to get yeah. some bad luck and some good luck. Right. And he, he played it smart too. Cause the very first one, he made sure he was going to get a dub. Cause that could have like affected his psyche. So they did the whole cheating thing. And with sure. the Rams, like I, I didn't realize also like how blatant that was. Like there was, I remember Jeff talking about this. It was like, they ran like five plays or three to five plays that had, they had not run a single time all, all season. And they, they were stopped for a combined ne- negative yards. So it's a great career. It's sad to see him go. I think it was, it was ironic that he was in the news at the same time as the Bond stuff because that's like he's way more polarizing than Brady. Um, yeah. Brady is like way more like Jeter where it's like, like I fucking hated Jeter because the of, media loves him. Right. And, you know, you remember like when Jeter made that catch where he dove into the stands? Yeah. That wasn't the best catch in that fucking game by a shortstop. Pokey Reese made a much better catch in the same exact area but Derek Jeter catches the ball in fair territory, dives in the stands. And you're like, you can't help but like him because he's, what does it call him? A biracial angel. And then, you know, like when he retired, he went out like with, like, you know, he had his 3,000 hit. It was like a home run. And it was like, like everyone was excited for him. It's weird with the Brady stuff because he's, he's like hurt so many fans. And Bonds is, what do you think about Bonds? Oh, dude, Bonds is probably the best player I've ever watched. Um, I hate that so much. <laughs> you know, what, what side are you on in the Bonds thing? I think you should I be fucking in the hate Barry Bonds, and I'm not able to. I don't think objectively say, but I saw like he. It was just so blatant that he was on steroids because you have like two and a half months of an off season if you play baseball, and he was adding 15 pounds of muscle. He knew he wasn't going to get caught because of what he was using, and he's like. Barry Bonds is not. Wasn't involved. everybody on steroids in, in that? A thousand percent. Yeah. I was on him. Like like I didn't have that kind of luck. <laughs> but I mean like like. So it's still got to be really good. And he already was before. Like he was, people say he's like the best player of all. He's not, he was not the greatest baseball player of all time. He had a terrible arm. He's the only reason that the Braves won that 92 world series because he refused to come uh, shade over to the, the, what do you call it? The alley when Andy Van Slyke was trying to uh, call him over there. But um, so sideshow rich texted our thread this the other day. And, and, and like, it's still, it's the hardest thing to do in sports to hit like a round ball, round bat and square it up. And it's, you have 0.4 seconds to react. And like, nobody hit, nobody has that kind of success. Like the, the, some of the stuff that he did was just insane, but I didn't realize it was like this. Okay. Um, damn it. Where's it at? There, God dang it, Rich. I think he deleted it. There's a, there's a stat saying that like between him and, um, and David Ortiz, right? Because, and obviously I'm a big David Ortiz guy as a Red Sox fan, but David Ortiz, uh, his career on um, OBP, 380. He just got, he just got um, 
voted in. I think it was the first ballot yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Jeff Kent is dangerously close to somehow fucking making it too. That guy Always looks like an Jeff 80s Kent. action figure. He's the worst. <laughs> he does. Um, Barry Bonds, career OBP. If you turned all 762 of his home runs into outs, 384. <laughs> Think about that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That is, that's like the dumbest set I've ever heard in my life. So, I mean, yeah, he should probably be in it. Like, if he's a 40-40 guy, he's like one of like four like, people that ever done that. And he just was such a dickhead about everything. Just, I'll never forget when he came up to the plate, bases loaded in the ninth down two, and they intentionally walked him. Which time? They did it all the time. You, you were the season where he, he started out the year where he hit two home runs in, in game one. He's like, first two at-bats of the season. And so everyone's like, oh, he's on pace for, you know, like, what would it be, like 324 home runs? And then, like, the next day, he hits two more. We're like, God, Jesus Christ, babe. Like, like it was – and also, it's very difficult to hit home runs in San Francisco. Yeah. It's not a hitter's ballpark for one. And it's also the weather is terrible. I feel like when his era was the last like must see baseball era, I'll never forget, forget being in high school that year that he hit whatever the record was. And every time he would come to a bat, ESPN would cut over and, yeah. and so uh, show us that bat. And I just baseball is just like it's so far down the list of things people watch these days. It's well, it's sad. That, that whole little five year window and McGuire and, and Sosa like saved the whole game. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like I, I just they don't need understand. To put them back on steroids. Let's go. Yes, it's like what Daniel Tosh so I say. Like put every fucking athlete on steroids and let's just see the peak peak level of like uh, like athleticism <laughs> and and execution that for everyone. Like like that would be so much fun. Yeah. Instead of it's just Dan Ugla. Boy. Anyway. Um, so anyways, um, before we go, quickly, Joe Burrow. You said that about every fucking topic we've done. I, I get it. You want to go. We're fine here. My man. Well, this is coming off a 45-minute interview. That was supposed to be a 10-minute segment. Fair. Um, before we go, NFL playoffs. Um, the shocking of all shocking, I guess. Not really, though. No. Really disappointed in myself, honestly. I've been yeah, betting Joe Burrow on every single game leading up to this game. Like and a better, like a, just on the Bengals. no, just at uh, the Bengals. Okay. I, in fact, last week I took a money line. Like I just, I've been on the Bengals. But this week I was like, you know what? Chiefs looked so good last week on offense, at least, and they're at home. They're at home nine sacks against the Bengals um, the week before. And so I was like, oh, you know what? I'll do the proper thing here, and I'll tease the line down to Chiefs minus one. So all they got to do is win. Yeah, beautiful. And I'll tease it with the I'll tease it with the over. So I took the over down to like forty six. And of course, when I hopped off the Joey B train, everything went down. So I so I only made one bet. It's like the first bet I've made in forever. It was a it was a parlay Chiefs money line, and then the first half over at twenty seven and a half. But like. I just like I'm not just saying this because it's the SEC thing or it's like recency bias because we what we watched in 2019. There are certain people I feel like when you watch them play sports, like when I'm in high school, Jeff Francoeur was this person. Like it, it like there were he was just always going to do something mm-hmm. like to impact the game. Like like Cam Newton, like in college especially. That's a guy that like if it's fucking third and one, like you just might as well move the chance because it was mm-hmm. it was he was always going to do something even when he didn't have anybody around him. I mean, Joe Burrow just flat out is that fucking dude. Like he he's just is that fucking dude 
more so than more so than Mahomes, I would say, just because of the fact mm-hmm. that like, like I, I just think he has a, a confidence and swagger about it that some people don't like, I'm sure, because it's, you know, they think he's overconfident, but like that dude has like, I mean, he changed an entire, like, like I, what he did at LSU, he was responsible for that. Like, I mean, he, he is a game changer and a program changer. I mean, straight you, up, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the facts. Have you ever seen in, in the 30s plus years you've ever watched college football? Have you ever seen a fan base? And, and I'm, I mean, Peyton Manning, I'm, I'm talking about like, like there's, there's, it's seemingly people that'd be close like Tebow. I have never seen a fan base like, like cling and attach themselves to that kid, like to a kid like that, especially as like a kind of an outsider to transfer. And then also have it reciprocated from Joe Burrow. And like, like what, he comes out of the fucking field on senior night with a with a custom jersey with his name spelled like like the EAUX like that yeah. that doesn't happen yeah. and at every single turn he was he was never I just he just I've never seen him like play down to like his competition and it just it was fun to watch man I, like who who are you gonna pull for yeah on the other side you've got Stafford who I think a lot of people I think he's easy to root for um, and he's got that uh, really skinny Logan Paul flesh flesh-colored beard guy. What's his name? Oh, Cooper Cup. Probably should guard that guy. I don't know why everyone keeps assuming they shouldn't do that. Very likable team. Their coach is, um, while crazy for for throwing the pink flag like every like of their play in that game, he was like challenging everything and losing timeouts left, <laughs> left yeah. and right. Um, I mean, good for them. You know, Stafford basically toiled away in Detroit for years. And Awful. first year he comes to LA, head to the Super Bowl. I, I like the Rams. I like watching both these teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take right now, I think the line is Rams minus three and a half. So I would take the Bengals plus. Yeah. Wait, um, what? You would take the Bengals plus that money? Plus three and a half? I mean, your boy's going to lock down Jamar Chase. CJ Uzoma might not even play that offensive line. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, People have been saying it every game. I, yeah. It's, it's again, it's what I literally just also said, like, I'm just not ever going to count out Joe Burrow ever, yeah. just ever, right. ever. And the like, and, and I will say this too. Like, that's where like, he, that's where <clears throat> I think he, he has the best chance of all these guys. Mm-hmm. I think he has the best chance of being like, if there's anyone from this generation, that's going to be like Brady. Like he's the guy that has the talent, but he's also like his, there's something about him. Yeah, he's like, like a magnetic personality. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the team just gravitates towards winning when he's at the helm. Like it just. Hey, also, you think about it too. Like the Browns never turn the corner. Right. The, I, I don't know what the Ravens are going to do, but um, with with Roethlisberger leaving too, it's like now it's a perfect time for him. So I think mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just I don't know how you don't pull for him. I know Bama fans, like I said, were like there was a a this weird contingent that was like angry at Bama fans for cheering for him, but. I just don't know how you watch that kid, especially his story, and be like, "Ah, yeah, I hope he loses." Okay, <laughs> right. sure. Um, just a hater at that point. Yeah, exactly. And I think that uh, that it was it was a lot of fun. Like in general, the the NFL playoffs have been great. They've been. I can't believe like Goodell's just sitting on a throne of cash at this point. Every well, game is coming been, yeah. down to the wire. Like, like their product, I don't like it as much as college football. It is way more efficient. It's like all that kind of shit. I don't like it because I don't watch. I don't. I'm just don't. I'm never gonna tune in to watch the fucking Panthers play the Jets ever, 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 ever. And I like, but I will say that you can tell how successful it is because how close the games are. 
No, because of the fact that they're not even considering changing this fucking overtime rule because that is the dumbest thing. Like they, they yeah. finally like matched up with a stat the other day. It was like, okay, in the 11 times in the playoffs, this has happened, or maybe it's like the last 11 times, the team that won the toss won 10 times. They were 10 and one. And Until they had Holmes. scored a touchdown to score first on seven of those. Yeah. No, I, I think it's a dumb rule too. I mean, especially because if you want more offense, you know, you can't sit here and say, oh, it's like the player safety. Like you're adding like no. real full games to the schedule. So you, so like. It's so they can have the TV contracts like not be fucked up in the middle of the season. That's it. They just said like a, they just want to be over quickly for the regular season. Just don't have it be the overtime rules for the playoffs. There's no fucking right. reason the Falcons, like they were going to lose that game anyway. They shouldn't have won the fucking lead. Right. There's no reason that that game ended because they lost the coin toss. Right. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, I, I, I will say though, after watching the NFL and, and watching these playoffs, so these are the best teams and they're so all they're all of them are evenly matched. You're getting great games. This is where I think college football is sort of losing its way. Mm-hmm. It's getting so much like complete opposite of that, where yeah. it's like the people who have the most money, there is no cap. So you could have a billion dollars like Texas A&M and just pay everybody everything, get all the best coaches, whatever. And we'll just we'll just win signing day every eight year games. and it'll be. Yeah, well, yeah. And and we'll just get all the best players and we'll be in the cha- in the playoffs every year. And it's like there needs to be a governing body at some point that limits what you can do. If you want parity like the NFL has, where yeah. we're getting great teams rising up and everyone's got, maybe not everybody, it's not going to be everybody, but more teams will have a shot at competing Dude, in the playoffs. The thing, what sucks too, is that it gets such, it's such a great and incredible sport and it's so, and it breeds like a, just a different level of passion and that you see from anywhere else. And, you know, I've ever said this forever. Like the reason why I like have, I've loved college football and at times, like you kind of hate it in terms, like if your team just misses out because the season is so precious. Like you, you can be one of the greatest teams, like you know, like in the country or maybe of all time, and you you somehow lose by three on the road or something like that. And like, and like especially in the nineties, like you're ten and one. Sorry, dude, you're going to the, like the Citrus Bowl, right? Right, right. So like the the fact that like you have to week in and week out, like all the games matter. We've gotten away from that for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, if we expand the playoffs, which we probably should they'll matter even less, but it's just, I, I hate the fact that like, not to be dramatic here, but it's a, it's a pretty like close mirror to how you see some like types of society. It's like, Hey, whoever has the most resources, they are constantly going to continue to better themselves yeah. and separate right. themselves from people that, that can't do that. And then, you know, like, like, you know, basically Kent state, all the teams in the Mac, they're living in a basement right now up in Milton. Like they, they're not like living in this, like you got a, a yeah. house, you got a new house this week. Didn't you? I saw it on Instagram. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. 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 My family Congrats. did. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Um, no, but <laughs> I think all that stuff happening, and then you talk about the fact that, like, like they, they, the one governing body that could have helped out with it, that could have been like, hey, you know what? Like, this is what we need to do. They just sat back and like, fuck that. Yeah, I mean, we don't care. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna enforce rules we want to. They're none of them are gonna be universal or make sense from from like literally from. Uh, event to event or incident mm-hmm. to incident. And it's just, it's, it's been, it, it's still great. It hasn't been run into the ground at all, but it just makes me upset that like everyone cares about college football. There's so many people that care about it so much, like, like more than any other sport. 
You don't mm-hmm. see NFL games selling out 110,000 seat stadiums. And the fact that we didn't, we like didn't have anyone care as much as that, that was like in like a, a role of like leadership really fucking pisses me off. Well, it's, I mean, even like leave out the Kent States, they've got literally no chance. Mm-mm. Think about if you're a program like Michigan. You, you just saw that you had one of the best seasons you've had in years, and then you had mm-hmm. no chance when you played one of the top five programs. Like, it's, a, and it's on such a different level. Mm-hmm. So you, you wake up every single year at the beginning of a season, and 120 fan bases are like, yeah, we have no, ch- we have no chance at the playoff or, and, or no chance to win a championship. And, and, and that's at the like NFL, something... it's an eight and eight league, or or I guess it's nine. Fucking Eli Manning, they were nine and seven. Yeah. They were the sixth place team, like, and that was the year that the Pats were like undefeated. But mm-hmm. the thing you just said, and and this is again like where the leadership comes into play, where it's like there was I've said this a thousand times. You ne- there was never a better opportunity to do something positive for the sport, like strengthen the loyalty from the fan base, and then bring in even more. Um, within twenty twenty, like you like you have. At the start of the season, you did what you always do. You cut off half the team. Like, you're not going to ever, like, there's zero chance you're going to make the, the championship. In a year where there's a global pandemic, all the efforts you're making doesn't matter. And that is just, it's just, there's so many things that they have, they have missed the boat on and, and, and have like hurt, I guess, their standing, but at the same time, like the, the sport itself. We've got a bumper oh. match. Oh, there you go. Um, well, I, I think hopefully, well, things will get worked out long term but we're just in an interesting time right now there's a lot of new things coming up the sport not a lot of uh you know leadership at the top right damn gas prices um so anyways all right well that's gonna be our show this week um that was fun it wasn't talented it didn't seem like he had a lot of fun i had a blast okay a baja blast All right. So, anyways, we uh, good luck on National Signing Day. Good luck against Auburn in the basketball game tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll, remember to tweet it as many crews as possible. Yeah, like, like show your emotions. It's it's always good to wear your emotions on your sleeve. I do it. Look at me. Exactly right. You're a 35 year old man, 36 year old man. You should be ret- you should be tweeting and retweeting 17 year old kids. If you're older, it should be it should be even less of a question in your brain. Yeah, 2025 yeah. class. Go down there. The freshman. Yep. I mean, if anything Brian Kelly taught us, you know what I would do, man? Instead of tweeting at him, why don't you do a TikTok dance, film yourself, maybe like superimpose a picture of them, like where you're kind of like, you know, just grinding on them a little bit from behind. Like that's what, because it looked like that's what Kelly was doing. So kids love that nowadays. So does Chris Hansen. Yeah, so. So uh, enjoy it. We will be back next week. For Chris, I'm Tyler. Thanks for listening.